You're listening to another life-transforming message from C3 Church, Salt Lake City. For more information on our church, go to c3saltlakecity.com. I am just so excited this morning uh, to be here. Ladies, cherish week, come on. Men are thinking, when's our time? Just wait, you'll get it. It's coming, but it's not to your time yet. Your time is coming right? Uh, Awesome. Well, some of you guys have heard a little bit, and you've heard us talking about our trip to Israel. Um, And if you haven't, we got the the amazing opportunity to do um, one of my bucket list trips, um, which was to Israel at the end of August. And it was amazing. I mean, I knew going in, you know, it's Israel, and I was so excited, uh, but I really didn't know, like, what to expect. And the thing that just blew me away was the feeling, like there was just this anointed feelings being in the places where Jesus walked, right? And you kind of, you know that, but just being there, like there was an area where it was like the actual stone that would have been there in his time. And where we were there, it was right by the Sea of Galilee, uh, which is where he did most of his ministry. And it was actually where they said he would have healed the woman with the issue of blood. And it was just like this beautiful moment of thinking about that that healing miracle, seeing the stone where Jesus walked, and there was an anointing that just, you could just feel it. And then we went on an actual boat on the Sea of Galilee, and as I'm talking, feel free to like jot down in your notes for yourself, like you're going to Israel the next trip, because it's amazing, guys. So let's just, let's just have this be a little bit of like FOMO for you, like you need to go. Anyways, so yeah, we got to go on a boat on the Sea of Galilee. And that was one of my, well, honestly, there were so many amazing moments. I'm always like, that was one of my favorite moments. There was just amazing things that happened just being where Jesus was. And so we were on this boat on the Sea of Galilee, and it was just so peaceful. And I actually captured this picture where it was like the sun was hitting the water, and I could just imagine Jesus walking on that water because there's like a mist in the morning and it was just so powerful. And as we were on the boat, they were showing us that over across the boat, across the water, was where he had actually gone over and sent a legion of demons out of one person into pigs, and they ran off the cliff. If you haven't read that story, it's pretty awesome. Read that one. Uh, and so as we were going, then we went to Jerusalem. Wow, that was, Jerusalem was amazing, just seeing, you know, where Jesus was his final days. And, you know, what I really got to thinking about when I was there is everywhere we went, we were hearing about miracles. We were hearing about people being healed. We were hearing about demons coming out. You know, all these things that we read about in the Bible. But when you're there, there's still, like, rocks that were there. There's still olive trees that were there. And you start to really think about, you know, this really happened. It's not just, like, a good story in the Bible. And that's what I love about our faith is that there's so much history that actually backs it up. It's not just random stories. And if you don't know that, I'm telling you, it's amazing. It's so cool. And But the thing that I was really thinking about is what happened? Because that was the beginning of Christianity. And it started with miracles. It started with healing. It started with all of these things. And I was like, what happened? And then I was like, you know, it's, it's almost as if somewhere in the Bible there's a verse that says there's going to be this short period of time and there's going to be miracles, signs and wonders, and then it's done. But you can look 
through the whole Bible, and there's actually nothing in there that says that. In fact, um, I want to just jump right in this morning. Is that okay? We good? We started off with fun. I mean, we're, I feel like there's such a good energy in the, the room this morning. So let's jump with me this morning to the book of Mark in your Bible. Um, if you don't bring your Bible, I would encourage you, bring a notebook, take notes, bring your Bible. It'll help you just remember I'm not just saying that for when I'm speaking, like every week you should do it. Um, I've started doing that again with like physical note taking and it's, it really does like stick with you better. So just a side note as you guys are turning there, uh, Mark 16, 17. All right, so this, where we're going to pick up, so a lot, of, a lot of times we've heard, right, if you've been in church for a while about the Great Commission, Go out and make disciples of all nations. But what we don't talk about is what comes right after that. The last thing that Jesus tells us before he leaves his disciples is what we're going to pick up here this morning. So here in Mark 16, verse 17, it says, And these signs will accompany those who believe. In my name, they will drive out demons. They will speak in new tongues. They will pick up snakes with their hands and they will drink deadly poison if they will not, and they will not hurt them at all. They will place their hands on sick people and they will get well. After the Lord Jesus had spoken to them, he was taken up into heaven and he sat at the right hand of God. Then the disciples went out and preached everywhere and the Lord worked with them and confirmed his word by the signs that accompanied it. Let's pray this morning. God, I thank you that you are... You honor your word, God, that you are true to your word. God, I pray right now that you would just open hearts and minds this morning, God, as you speak the word that you have for our church. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Okay, so if you are feeling a little bit uncomfortable already, just brace yourself. Okay, I, I'm just going to tell you that right away because I think what the enemy has done is he has actually convinced us of this idea that the things that bring power, our power source, the things that are in this verse that Jesus said will accompany those that believe, has convinced us that those are weird things. That those are uncomfortable topics that we really just shouldn't talk about. Like, let's talk about making disciples and scene. And do not talk about any of the rest because it makes us uncomfortable. And, you know, I think the best way to deal with that is to just address it. So if you're feeling uncomfortable in here, you're probably in the 90 percentile of the room. It's okay. But we're going to push through because I think it's that important for what God is calling our church to do in this city. Can I get some? Can we just come with me this morning, guys? Awesome. And so we're actually in a series called Paranormal Activity. And so I want to flip in our minds what we think of as normal. Because that is the tool that the enemy has used to steal our power source as Christians. He would love us to walk around without any power. He would love us to walk around just kind of stumbling our way through life because then we're not really doing anything, right? All right, some of you are with me, okay? So I want to talk this morning. My message is called Power House. Power House, because we are actually called to be a house of power. The church is not meant to be just a place you come in, you sing some great songs, you listen to a good word, and then you go home. It's actually meant to be vessels living with power going out into the world, going out into our city. And so this morning, we're going to actually look at a few areas, a few ways that God actually gave us power. 
Because I love that new song about love because God loves us. He doesn't, he's not, if you maybe came from a religious background or you, whatever you might think about God, I think sometimes it's easy to kind of think of God as like really distant. Or maybe, you know, whatever your idea of God is, he loves us so much that when Jesus left, he didn't just leave us to figure it out on our own. He actually gave us tools. He gave us sources of power that we can plug into to actually do this thing. So we're not left on our own. We're not left to just figure it out. And so let's just kind of dive in this morning to some of these things. And, you know, if you look at the book of Acts, I love the book of Acts because it's just showing, it's like story after story of right after Jesus left, the disciples just go for it. And it says that signs and wonders and miracles, people were healed so much so that they just barely, Luke is finally like, I mean, I can't even record everything that's happening here. It's just crazy, right? It was crazy. And I want to encourage us that that was actually just supposed to be the launching pad for the church. That that was just supposed to be like the how-to to get things like going. But what happened, what the enemy did, what the church, what people religion did, what our own minds did, was to try to solve all of it, structure it out. You get the crusades, you get all of the ugliness that happened with religion. You know, we actually went to the Holocaust Museum, and Christians are like a big part of that museum, talking about how Christians are the ones that started it all. And we know that wasn't, you know, the Christians that God intended, but that's what happens when we get in the way. When we take away all the stuff we're about to talk about, Okay, so the first thing, see, I'm just setting the stage for really just making us uncomfortable this morning. I love you guys so much. You can grab some candy after, okay? Um, So the first area that I feel like Christians have made to be weird, that we don't talk about, the thing that just, if you hear about it, you're like, that's weird, and it really shouldn't be, is speaking in the spirit, Go on there, guys. Speaking in tongues. And this has been a huge transformation in our church. The more that we lean into this, the more that we understand this, the more we are just seeing God move. And so I really would love to take some minutes this morning to really unpack this. So I'm not just going to tell you that you need to take my word for it. Let's just jump in here. So uh, in Jude 1, 17 through 20, 17 through 20, it says, But dear friends, remember what the apostles of our Lord Jesus Christ foretold. They said to you, In the last times there will be scoffers who will follow their own ungodly desires. These are the people who divide you, who follow mere natural instincts and do not have the Spirit. But you, dear friends, by building yourself up in your most holy faith and praying in the Spirit, and I I I think I was supposed to put more of that in there. Anyways, but... Uh, the reality is, is that at, we, are, we are physical people, right? We're operating, ra- operating in a physical world. We have, like, this podium is here. But the thing is, is there's actually a whole spiritual world out there. There's a whole spiritual world. There's, there's a whole nother, di- like, Vince preached about this two weeks ago. I hope you were here because then this just kind of piggybacks off that. And then last week, Pastor Jurgen talked about the spiritual, the sixth sense, So it's all, obviously God wants us to really lean into this. Because honestly, this is not the message that I wanted to preach. You can ask Vince. It took me a lot to get this out. Because I really feel like this power source is what is going to empower us as a church. And so what he is saying here is that 
we might have a we might even have a, the right desire we might want to live for god but without the spirit in us without functioning in the spirit without having that assistance we are fail failed human beings right we're we're going to mess up so i really want to encourage you this morning that if you have messed up if you feel like you're not functioning in this if you're like uh you're in you're in 100 percentile of the people so I just want to break off any feeling of shame or guilt or feeling like something is wrong with you because no, that's another lie this morning. You are all amazing. And I just want to encourage you that there's a gift, that you, there's a, not a gift even, there is an aspect of God in the Holy Spirit that he wants to allow you to access so that you can actually have a whole other level of your faith. And so in Romans 8.26, It says, in the same way, the Spirit helps us in our weakness. We do not know what we ought to pray for, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us through wordless groans. So I'm just going to tell you about my experience because I actually grew up, um, I was Catholic, and then I became a Christian when I was 16. And when I became a Christian, I was actually at a church that was moving in the in the Holy Spirit. And so when I became a Christian, I also was baptized in the Holy Spirit and was speaking my own beautiful prayer language. And so to me, it all just went together. And it was awesome, and it had power, and I was so excited to finally understand what I, because when I was Catholic, I was learning about God, learning about Jesus, but all of a sudden, as the Holy Spirit came in and transformed me, and then I had this prayer language, it was just beautiful. But what happened, the enemy is so tricky, right? Uh, what happened was I went to a Christian college with well-meaning people that didn't know. They had never experienced the Holy Spirit the way that I had. But they told me, I have vivid memories of sitting in a class of like 100 people, fresh Christian, just so excited to be with Christians. Everyone looking at me saying, that did not happen. That was not a real experience. You made that up. You need to not talk about that. And this okay. I was like, okay, that seems like it was real for me. And I always believed, I always knew that it was real. I always knew that I had had that, that prayer language, but I decided that I was just not going to talk about it, that I wasn't going to lean into it anymore. I was going to figure this out, learning from how they did it. And honestly, looking back, that was really when I started like growing away from God. That was when I went through a season of life where I rebelled. I went through a season in college where I never, I didn't go to church. I just felt really far from God, wondering, like, what God, where are you? And honestly, just writing this message, it was like revelation that it was the same season when I stopped that prayer language. And again, I'm not saying that if you don't have a prayer language that you are, like, less of a Christian. I feel like I just need to address things that can come in your head. But what I am telling you is that when we became C3, I was actually watching just like a live stream video of Pastor Jurgen doing like a teaching, and he just started praying in his prayer language. And my prayer language, which I had not used in like 10 years, came out. And it was the same language, like it was never, it never went away. It just like all of a sudden my, the spirit in me was like, come on, let me go, let's go. And it was like something unlocked in me. Something unlocked that God has, was just like waiting. He was waiting because the Holy Spirit, we have to respect him. We have to honor him and we have to bring him in. The Holy Spirit's not like a random spirit or like a dove, right? The Holy Spirit's actually part of God. It's God in us. It's the power of God in us. 
And when we fully allow God to access that, he actually gives us a language so that we can get past our own self. And that's what I love about this verse in Romans, because it's basically addressing that sometimes we don't know what to pray. You know, we don't know how to pray. We don't know what to do. And God will just give us. He just intercedes through us. And the other cool thing about it is that when we pray in the Spirit, it gives us a new boldness and a new authority. You know, if you're feeling like, man, I just want, why, why are there some Christians, like you just see some Christians and they're just bold and they have no fear. And sometimes we can kind of feel like, well, that's just them. Like that's just Pastor Jurgen. Like he was just born that way. But it's actually God moving through him. And you can have that. Each person here can have that same bold authority because it's not about a single person. And Pastor Jurgen always says that. It's he, God is not a respecter of persons. It's not that I have, me and Pastor Vince have like a lock on boldness. No. It's the Holy Spirit. It's the Holy Spirit bringing an authority because it's actually not, it becomes God speaking through you. And so if you just start opening your mind and your heart to allowing the Holy Spirit to flow in you, and seeking to be able to pray in the Spirit, it will just start unlocking things in you. Uh, I Like I said, I love the book of Acts. And if you go back, if you look in there, we don't have time to read through all of it. I had to cut some of it out. But uh, I love when you look at the day of Pentecost. We've probably heard about that. Um, when the Holy Spirit came down on them and they got the power. And they, it says they spoke in many languages. And right after that, it was literally like it unleashed them to go do their ministry. It unleashes us to go do the work that God is calling us to do in a much easier way. See, God is a good God. He doesn't want us to, to be, like, striving. He doesn't want it to be a hard, pushing. Like, I think a lot of times we think of Christianity as like, oh, we just got to suffer for Jesus. We got to just get through till heaven. No, that's not in the Bible. In the Bible, it talks about heaven on earth. And the way we get that and the way we can have an ease about it is through the Holy Spirit in us, through God's power in us. And if you look at the book of Acts, right after they received the Holy Spirit, Peter goes out and he just is boldly preaching. And what has always stood out to me about this is he's the same guy that just denied Jesus three times. I mean, he just sold out his very best friend, his mentor, what changed? He, did he suddenly get discipled? Did he go through this like program on how to be bold and preach? No, he didn't have time for that, right? The only thing that changed was the Holy Spirit came on him and he had this new prayer language, this new power, and it was God actually speaking through him. If you read those words, it's like this very forceful, powerful message that cuts to everybody's hearts. He goes after them in a loving way, only a way that God could do. And right after that, 3,000 people get saved, right? It's like this boom, power. God is wanting us to bring that back. He wants to bring his power through us so that we are preaching and like 3,000 people. I mean, just picture our city. There's people that need this, right? That's why I'm bringing this to us because we all need to access this power so that we can be a power house, Right? The thing that I also love, because I, you know, we all have our own weaknesses, issues, and a lot of times there's things that I just don't know how to handle a situation, right? Or like even writing this message, it's like you get stuck in your own head. 
So I'll just start praying in the spirit. I'll go on a prayer walk. Most of that walk is just praying in the spirit. It's probably, people have probably wondered what's going on with me. I just like don't really care. I'm not like yelling or being crazy or anything. Just walking, praying. And I always, God always, like sometimes I'll even stop my, in my walk and jot down stuff that he's just downloading. He wants to do that for each of you. He wants to start giving you downloads. He wants, if you're constantly like, how do I parent this teenager? <laughs> or if you're a teenager, how do I get through high school? Or wherever you're at, God wants to bring you wisdom. He wants to bring you words to tell your friend about Jesus. He wants, to, you don't have to do it on your own. That's what I love so much about this, this thing called speaking in the spirit, speaking in tongues, this prayer language, allowing God to just access and move and th- flow through you. Shut your brain off and let God move. And the cool thing is that our world is actually seeking out the very thing that we get from God, the very thing that the Holy Spirit gives us, which is the f- called, they call it the fruit of the spirit. In Galatians chapter 5, 22, it says, but the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness gentleness, and self-control. There are no laws against these things. I mean, I don't know of anyone that, w- that would say, you know what, I'm good. I'm, I don't need any more patience, right? <laughs> I, I can, can I get an amen from all the parents in the room? I mean, or can I get an amen from all the Utah drivers that have to deal with the other Utah drivers? Yes, yes, that would maybe just for me, okay. Um, we do use blinkers. Um, we're supposed to use blinkers. Anyways, we need patience. I'll sometimes just start praying in my car that I won't. Yeah, anyways, um, right? People are looking for peace. People are looking for a solution to anxiety. But instead, they're going to psychics. They're going to crystals. They're going, we're, the world is going to all of these things. And if you've done that, there's no shame. But you're, you're going to still feel empty. And you already know that you do. I have dealt, I had dealt with anxiety for a really long time, and in a season where I was just, like, really far from God before I, he, like, fresh download and the Holy Spirit, you know, and one of my mentors through Estelle and Dot, she's not a Christian, and so she started just giving me advice. She was like, you could use CBD oil, you could do this, you could do that, and there's nothing necessarily wrong with what she was saying, but all of a sudden it was like, God was like, what are you doing? (laughs) I am in you. The source that you're looking for, you don't need. And he was like, you actually, Becca, should be telling her what you have. And so, and I just, like, just so you know, so I've been there. And it's empty. And we have what the world is looking for. We have a peace. We can have kindness. The world could use some of that, right? But again, it's not trying. It's not making a choice in the morning that I'm going to have kindness and I'm going to have peace. That's exhausting. (laughs) I did that for so long, just trying to choose a good attitude. We don't have to. We just seek God in the morning, and he fills us for the day. His mercies are new every day. Isn't that such a good word? (laughs) Doesn't that encourage somebody in this room? Each day, he can fill, each moment. It doesn't even have to be for just constantly filling us. And the cool thing, when we really lock into this, when we really just start leaning in, it's just the beginning. Because God wants to get attention of people, right? God wants to get our attention, 
And he wants to give us tools to get other people's attention because we have a lot going on in our culture, right? And so if we want to bring the hope and the peace and the love that we know through God, he's given us amazing, cool things to do that. And that's my second thing. So first thing, Holy Spirit, speaking in the spirit. The second thing is miracles and prayers of faith. And that's why I love our time every, every service. We do the prayers over the book of Miracle. Because you know what? It, it really does actually matter how we pray. You know, I think as Christians, we've just started saying things like, it doesn't matter how you pray, just talk to God. Now, I want to be really clear. I'm not talking about having to have the perfect words. Because God doesn't need us to have the perfect words. In fact, we can get really caught up in that and feeling not good enough to pray and not having the right words, but it's actually a heart issue. It's a heart issue. In Matthew 12, Jesus warns that from the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. From the abundance, so from our heart is our words, and that's actually including our prayers. I think a lot of times we, we might hear that and we just think like the words we're speaking, and we don't really think about the words we're saying when we pray. And it's a heart issue because it actually reveals how you view God. And so if you are praying, like, apologetic prayers, or if you're praying just like, hey, God, um, I know you're God, but I don't know if you saw that uh, my car broke down. I mean, my, like, my car broke down, God. Did you see that? I mean, because it feels like you didn't really see that. Or God... Guys, I've been there. I'm not, you know, I can make fun because I've been there. I've prayed these prayers. God, like, you know, more seriously, God, my mom has cancer. Like, how could you do this to me? See, what that prayer reveals is that I don't really understand God's love. What that prayer reveals is that I don't actually believe that God can do anything, even though he is God. And I want to encourage us this morning and that's why the Pastor Jurgen's book, Push, is so life-changing. So if you, I really do recommend read that book uh, because he flips the switch on prayer. Uh, you know, I love in the book of James, he really addresses prayer. And I'm going to get to that in a minute. Don't put it up there yet. <laughs> you guys are so on top of it. I love it. Awesome. And he's really going, th- I mean, James is like our practical book, right? It has the name for, like, James is your resource for being practical right? So I love that he actually includes prayer in there because I think sometimes as Christians, we've believed that prayer is like not even practical, right? (laughs) It's because we feel like we're going to do the work and we're just going to like shoot up a Hail Mary prayer. Like, okay, God, I'm hustling down here. At least you could do is help me out. Please, God, do you even care? Guys, it's, this is real, This is real. This is real. And I want to encourage us that there's so much more. Because if you're a parent in the room, you don't want your kid to come to you like that. In fact, I get super annoyed when my girls, we have two girls, so there can be a lot of whining in our house. And (laughs) yeah. Uh, So when when they come and ask me something with a whine, there's quite a few dads in here with girls. You, You get it. When they come with a whine, We actually don't even, (laughs) we don't even listen. We actually make them go back and come back in and tell us again. That's just a tip. Anyone feel free to use that. Let's get rid of the wine. Um, 
God doesn't want us to come to him whining. Stop it. (laughs) God doesn't need us to come with humility. He doesn't need you to come and tell him how horrible you are. In fact, that breaks his heart. Again, think of your kid. Like, I just think of Hannah, and she comes and says, Mommy, I'm so horrible. I'm going to be like, no, you're not. You're amazing. Even if she just did something super frustrating, (laughs) you know? And so don't tell God the situation. He doesn't need you to tell him the situation. What we actually need to do is declare what we see him doing. Does that make sense? We can declare, prophesy, say, God, I know that this, this situation is, seems impossible, but you are a God of impossible miracles. So I am standing saying that he's going to heal Brinley. Come on. And it's, it's not being afraid to say that, going, well, what if he doesn't? What if he doesn't heal her? Then she's going to be wrecked forever. That's not true. First of all, God's going to heal her. But second of all, instead of saying, what if God doesn't show up? What if we say, what if he does? What if he does? How cool. He's going to, by the way. Um, They're never going to stand up again. (laughs) I love you. What if he does? That's why it's a heart issue, because it's a faith issue. It's not a person issue. There's not special people who can pray special prayers. We all can because it's God. It's not about us. So we need to realize it's not about us, but it is because God loves us and he wants to use us, but it's about God. So James 5:17 says, Elijah was a human being even as we are. Elijah was a prophet, but he was also a human just like us. Okay. He prayed earnestly that it would not rain, and it did not rain on the land for three and a half years. Again, he prayed, and the harvest gave rain, and the earth produced its crops. He's affecting nature. I mean, he is praying for the rain to stop for three years. I mean, that seems a little intense, but there's a whole lot going on there. Um, he also does another miracle. There's a lot going on in that in about Elijah that I encourage you to read. But what I want to just really say this morning is that it doesn't matter about the person. Elijah was able to pray that bold prayer because he knew the God that he was praying to was the God that created the whole thing. He's the one that created the rain. He's the one that created the earth so he can stop it. And so when we pray like that, that brings God great joy because we're saying, God, we see you. We see the fullness of you, and we see your ability, and we're going to stop limiting you with our prayers. We are going to step out and believe that you're actually going to do something. Just try it. It'll change everything. Ask any of our cherished prayers or emerge men who go to prayer. It is changing families. It is changing people because we, and it's not about us. You come, you'll get rocked. You'll get changed, I promise, because it's about God. All right, I got to keep moving. Really quick, um, I've witnessed personal, so, you know, you might say, yeah, you can say that, but we have, Vince and I have been stepping out in faith. We have said, you know what? This makes sense. Let's test it. Let's do this thing. So we have stepped out asking for bold financial miracles in our life, and as soon as we stepped out in faith, God just already has starting to do things. I ha- we have seen miracle babies 
in this church, and I'm believing for so many more for you guys, for those of you that are wanting that. So many things. Awesome. This leads into just another aspect of miracles, which is physical healing miracles that I kind of referenced already. And for the sake of time, I'm not going to read this whole thing, but Acts 3, 7. Uh, actually, I'm going to just because it's really powerful. So it says, Then Peter took the lame man by the right hand and helped him up. And as he did, the man's feet and ankles were instantly healed and strengthened. He jumped up, stood on his feet, and began to walk. Then leaping and walking and praising God, he went into the temple with them. All the people saw him walking and heard him praising God. When they realized that he was the lame beggar they had seen so often at the beautiful gate, they were absolutely astounded. They all rushed out in amazement to Solomon's colonnade when, where the man was holding tightly to John and Peter. The thing I love about this story is that it wasn't anything that Peter did. It wasn't anything that John did. It was God accessing, th- they put their hand on and his power through them. Right? There's that that happens. Trust me. Um, they got God's attention by stepping out in faith. That's what I really want to encourage us around this. This, is, this one can bend our minds if we get too in our own head. And that's where we go back to accessing the Holy Spirit allowing him to move in us and help us rise in faith and say, you know what? God is a good God. He wants to bring heaven to earth, which includes not having us live with with pain, not having us live with sickness. We have heard testimony after testimony of people cured from cancer. I've met some of those people. I know some of those people, and it is real. The doctors are going, well, they're trying to figure it out, but there's nothing they can say because God heals and I love that God will give a, he'll show you, because it's, it is hard sometimes to believe if you haven't seen it in person. And so last year, as we were just getting our minds wrecked by the, all of this, honestly, like this is all new for me and Vince as well in the last year and C3 culture, and just thinking about healing, and I just started believing, because I have dealt with back pain for like 10 years, like it's on and off, chronic back pain, and I was like, you know what, I'm just going to believe for my back to be healed. Well, one day I was just sitting in our offices talking to Amanda Williams, just like about something random. And I just felt this shot of heat go through my back. And I was like, Amanda, that was super weird. She was like, uh, what's going on? Yes. And she can testify. I can get a witness. And I was like, I, I mean, I've heard them talk about like heat in your body if you're getting healed. And like that was a sharp heat in my back. I mean, I'm wearing heels, guys. I wear heels all the time. My, pa- my back pain was gone. And I love this story, and I love that God did it like that because I wasn't even praying in that moment. I wasn't even in a church service. I didn't have, like, the healer man or woman. Like, I was just standing there, and God was like, oh, watch this. See, that's why I do the sound effect because it deserves it. You get some healing right now. And... He wants to just start rocking our world. He wants people to come in here in a wheelchair and walk out. He wants people to have terminal diagnosis. He doesn't want them to have terminal diagnosis. He wants them, if they have that, to come here and walk out healed. And the, the big thing that he uses this for is to get to glorify his name, to show us that there's more going on than just the physical world. 
Because again, it's so easy for us to get caught up in what we can see. So how much more to get our attention than to say, oh, you have this physical thing going on? It's healed. If you were here last year when Andrew Kabbalah came, we saw people get physically healed. Some of you in here have been healed, and you can't deny it. No one can take that testimony from you. No one can take that. And so I just want to encourage us this morning, let's start believing. And, and maybe you just need to, like, look in your heart and encourage. We're going to have a t- some time in a minute to really just let God do some work on you. Let's let God do some work on us this morning. So this next one is one that is actually mentioned first in the verse. And I think it's the the one that's maybe the hardest to get our mind around. Maybe for some of us it's not as hard because we've been struggling for so long that it's like, yes, something can explain this. But it said, in my name they will drive out demons. Yes, I'm going there. Uh Um, So... There is a real, like I've been saying this whole morning, there is another spiritual realm. And that actually includes demons. Now, we're yes, we're in paranormal and we're in Halloween. I'm not talking about like possession here. But as Christians, have you ever wondered why there's so many miserable Christians? Just saying. There's so many of us that have Jesus, but we're walking around miserable. I've been there. Ask my husband. (laughs) But for real, I dealt with anxiety that was crippling, you guys. Like, you guys have heard me mention that I've dealt. What I really haven't explained, that we would just be, like, about to go do something fun as a family. And all of a sudden, this, like, dark cloud of, like, anxiety would paralyze me. I would be in our bathroom just, like, I can't move. And I thought that was just, like, what happens when you have anxiety? But what I realized is that there is actually a spirit over me <laughs> tormenting me. And I, I can talk about it freely because I actually have been freed from that spirit. And believe me or not, but that's my, that's my story and you can't take it from me. <laughs> and if you think maybe I look a little younger, it's because I'm like way feeling younger, not having that tormenting voice in my head. So if you've had, if you feel like you, you just can't get out of your own head and maybe, or maybe whatever it is for you, there's so many different things and we don't have time to go in all the teaching. But what I want to encourage you with is to start opening your heart, start seeking God to show you, to highlight to you things that you need to get out. And you find somebody that understands it, that has authority, that can seek in. I just want to be really clear. It doesn't, it's not about finding certain people that can do deliverance. It's about finding people that understand the authority that they have in God. Because it, it says that all believers, a sign will be that they will, in my name, they will drive out demons. So I want to just start encouraging us, like, let's get them out. We don't have to live with them anymore, okay? Let's do this thing because we have work to do in our city. We want to be a powerhouse. We want to be a house of power, where people come in and they leave change. We want every Sunday to be different, and you've started to feel that, and that is because we've allowed God to move. So this morning, I want to encourage us. We are gonna, the band is going to come up. You guys can come up now. We're going to sing a song, and we, I just want to encourage you. We will have some people down here that can pray with you. 
But I want to actually encourage us this morning that God can meet you where you're at. You don't have to come down. We, we have people because sometimes we need a little bit of extra help. That's why we pray with you. And that's great. We would love to pray with you. But I want to encourage you. Let's all stand. And, and, and in one minute, sorry, not yet. I apologize. I know you guys are ready. Awesome. We're going to all stand in a minute. But before we do, there's a key, key, key aspect here that we need to address. And, and that is that you cannot access any of this without Jesus. Jesus is the power because he shed his blood on the cross for you to have access to all of this. So if you are here this morning and you don't have a personal relationship with God, you haven't asked him to come in. I just want to encourage us. Let's all just take a minute. Close your eyes. Bow your head. This is just so to, to, to not have any distractions. That's why we do that. To really just have a minute with God. And if you're here this morning and you say, you know what? I need Jesus. I've been trying to do this thing for way too long on my own. And it's not about religion. It's not about doing all the right things or saying all the right things. It's about allowing Jesus in. So if that's you this morning, I just want you to raise your hand so that I know who I'm praying with this morning. We're just going to pray together this morning. And it, the thing that I love about God is he has just made it just so easy because he loves us and he wants, he, he did that for you. He died on the cross for you. So if you're here this morning and you just want to say, Jesus, I want, I want to accept you into my life. Or the second group, if you've just been running from him, you've been so far, and you just want to say, God, come back in. All over this place, go ahead and raise your hand this morning. I see your hand. Praise Jesus. I see your hand. All right, we are just going to all pray together this morning. Say, Jesus, thank you for dying on the cross for my sins. I ask you to come into my heart, cleanse it, make it new, take away my shame, fill me with your love. In Jesus' name, I consider it done. Thanks for listening. To find out more about our pastors, team, and what we do at C3 Salt Lake City, go to c3saltlakecity.com.